Blog Talk Radio.
All right, all right. That's what I'm talking about right there. Frankie Beverly and May. We are one. That's what I'm talking about. And, man, I tell you, what a nice groove to start this Monday off with. <laughs> How y'all doing out there? And welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. And, uh, yeah, we got a show for you. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing what you have to add to it. Black Panthers versus Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's not really a competition. You know, we're just asking the question, is Black Lives Matter the modern-day Black Panthers? Hey, what y'all think about that? Now, I think that'll be it's pretty interesting. I think, and man, you know, the more you research things, the more you learn. And I'm telling you, there's some stuff going on out there that a lot of people have no idea about, especially when you start talking about the Black Panthers, Jagger, Hoover, um, even even when you start talking about um 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 um, um Black Lives Matter, you know. So we're gonna get into this thing a little bit, and of course we we gonna get it on. So hope y'all ready. But first, before I go anywhere else, let me tell you how you'll be a part of the show. First thing, just call me. That's the easiest way. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. That's the easiest way to call. To, to get a, be a part of the show You can call in just to listen Or you can call in to comment It doesn't matter Just call me Alright <laughs> um, Our chat room is also open At www.blogtalkradio.com Forward slash Mr. Talk uh, Yeah, you log in You can come in as a guest Where you just be able to read and Not much else But you, if you come in using a, a username Then you comment um, What's being said in the um, chat room Or even start the conversation yourself so we can do that as well. And don't forget the show's email at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. Hey, you can hit me up right there. You can text me, I mean, send me emails throughout the show, and um, I'll be more than happy to answer or read your comments on the air if that's what you like. Also, the show's website is up and running. We updated it this morning. So there's some very interesting things on there about the Black Panthers. Um, that's ericlesstalk.com. All right, so those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And like I said, I want to hear from you, especially today, man. I know some of you got some information out there I don't even know. So, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, before we go any further, though, let me go and bring my co-host in. T. Ross, are you with me? I know you're in the yes, world traveling, so I understand. Yeah, we on the road, but I'm here. <laughs> all right. What you, what, you, what you think about today's show? You think we ready? they ready for it? Hey, yeah, you know, we always ready to talk about us, you know, and it's something that really needs to be, it's something that needs to be, it's something that needs to be discussed, you know, because too many times the media want to downplay stuff, they want to see the negative, but they don't want to show you the positive side of what the movement is all about. They want to suppress, you know, that side of it. So we just out here just to stir the coffee, you know, and, and serve it up today. For the truth of the matter. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Stir it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's all right right there. Oh, yeah, we we definitely going to stir it up. That's for sure. Um, And, um, you know, of course, we've got our little nuggets we're going to be throwing out there, which is, you know, always interesting. And we got some interesting ones today, to say the least. And you already know, especially that one about, Texas, man. I don't know what's going on in Texas, but I think they oh, lost yeah. their mind. But we're going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to get into yeah, that here yeah. in a few minutes as well. 
Um, but since I forgot to do a quote of the day, <laughs> and I just remembered I forgot, I got a poem here that's that's just as good, and it, it kind of goes with what we'll be talking about today. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and, and play our little Pac-Man intro. You know I like that little thing. And then we're going to bring you the poem. Change. All right, and it's by Talbert Smith. And here it is Change you can believe in. No bad how our leaders are. There is always a worse scoundrel waiting in the wings. Organize for change. Vote for change. We must fight for the victory. Then we must fight for the victor to make him do right. Since the forces of evil will most certainly push him to do wrong, we must vigorously push him to do right. To make change, we must fight a double battle. We must win a double victory. And that's that's the name of the poem called Change, and that's by Talbert Smith. Hey, look it up, man. Just a lot more out there. And if you go actually go to the Black Panthers website, um, they have all kind of poems on there. And, hey. You may learn something. You just might learn something. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I don't know why I picked this, but I see now because it, it's so true. You know, when, when you when you go and trying to change something, there's more than just that one one thing that you're going to have to change, you know, it, it, especially when you're dealing with leaders and, and, and things of that nature. You know, change is, change is nothing easy. Most people run from change because change is not easy. It's not it. And whether you're accepting it or, or making it, it's never easy. And most people run for from it. You know, I, I remember, um, what, not too long ago, we had a, 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 a presidential uh, candidate that ran on hope and change. And, of course, when he got in office, it didn't work out so well as far as change or the hope, really. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but we as people, we, we have to fight for that, man. Even if you're just changing your own life. You know, it's, it's always a battle, and you just can never just give up. Because once you give up, that means you're giving in, and you should never give in to anything you don't believe in. That's my take on it anyway. I'm going to bring my co-host in and let's see what she got to say about it. Where you at, P. Ross? I know you, you're waiting on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do have to fight for change because change is most times when you're talking about changing, especially when you're talking about changing something that has always been in existence, you know, when people are comfortable with what, you know, the status quo, and you say, okay, but this is not right because this is unfair, it's, it's not an equal system, or, you know, it's, it's not helping the disadvantage. You know, other people are being, you know, um, taken advantage of with the things the way that they are now. So, you know, now, this day and time, you know, there has to be a change. We're not going to be, you know, a people of acceptance anymore. So we got to fight for a change. So those you are fighting against, and you have to be very cognizant of that, and you got to work, you know, not, I don't want to say within those parameters, but you got to work with that in mind that, hey, there you got a very real adversary fighting against you. You're fighting for what you believe in, and they're trying to fight you for what they think is right. You know, so it's it's the two opposite ends somewhere. Got to meet in the middle. There is always going to be a loser, and there's always going to be a winner. And hopefully, the best man will win. 
not the right man, but the best man. Because we know at, at at all times living in this country, the right person doesn't always win. But you can't give up because things are as they always have been. That's why there needs to be a change. And the other thing we have to realize is that change is consistent. See, you, you there's always going to be room for change. You just cannot be stagnant in one place. So it is always going to be a fight. And the question, the bottom line is, like you said, are you up for the are you up for the fight? Are you able to endure? Yes. Because once you start, you can't get in the middle and say, "Oh, I'm tired. This is futile. I got to give up." No, you fight until you see the results that you desire. The desired results that you started fighting for in the first place. And you know this, man. <laughs> yep, and that's exactly, exactly what what how it has to be. And see, you know, um, that can work twofold. That that, that definitely can work twofold because, um, you know, it, it, it um, <laughs> not only in, in your regular life, but let's not forget that in your spiritual life as well. So, you know, change is a good thing, you know, for most people. For most people, change is a good thing. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Pianchi, I see you in the chat room with your normal nonsense. Welcome to the show, man. Um, all right, so let's let's get on with the little nuggets first, and then before we hit the, the big the, the big topic the, the that we want to talk about today. Um, Texas, let's, let's talk about what's coming out of Texas right now. Um, House of Representatives recently passed a bill that would force women to buy rape insurance if they seek to have an abortion. Now, this is some of the craziest thing I have. <laughs> this is just wacko, man. I, you know, and, and you think about it, with everybody having sympathy for Texas right now with the, 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 the hurricane and things of that nature, now <laughs> they come up with this nonsense. Um, <laughs> you know, this is wild. Um, the people against the dog are saying the, the bill is cruel and a detriment to women's health in general. Um, if it should happen to be signed in the law, which everybody is expecting it, it will be, being that it has already passed the Texas Senate, uh, it will take effect around December the 1st. And basically what it's going to do is force women to buy supplemental insurance plans. You know, and the bill sponsor, Republican John Smithy, um, <laughs> or should I say Smythe, however you want to pronounce it, it's a question of economic freedom and freedom in general. This isn't about who can get an abortion. It's about who is forced to pay for an abortion. Um, and basically what it's going to is cause women to actually pay for the abortion themselves. You know, and, and the interesting thing is, Every male in Texas with an insurance plan won't have to pay into this. You know, so they're putting it directly on the woman. Um, if you don't have a supplement insurance, they're basically saying, hey, if you ain't got an insurance, we doubt if you're going to be able to afford to get an abortion on your own. Hmm. You know, and, and you know, even though I said this this thing in Texas, is it sounds crazy, there's already 10 other states that um, ban private insurance um, from actually covering abortions. So, you know, here we have, uh, how can I say, we have two, two, two major issues at hand. Number one, abortion. You know, that's always a big thing about abortion. Uh, 
which which is you know I, I, I huh, you know basically I'm against abortion it's, it's, it, unless it's in case of rape or incest or something like that I'm just gonna put it out there that's how I feel about it all right but you know to force a woman to have to buy insurance to get one I don't know about that if you look at the, the way the world is set up today societies today there's already too many uh, kids out here that parents can't take up take care of that they I mean just to be honest. And they're out there. They get put in the system, CPS, or, or, or the um, what's the other one? Uh, 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 foster care, adoption, foster, foster care, care. Thank you, foster care. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not advocating for abortion, but is it fair to make a woman buy rape insurance just to make sure she doesn't do, she doesn't have an abortion? Is that the right thing to do? Does that make any sense? In my opinion, no, it doesn't, but, hey, I'll make the laws. What you think about that, co-host? Now, I, you know, it's just no, crazy to me. Yeah, it, you know, it, when I read that, you know, I'm looking at it like, okay, now, you're talking about this woman gets raped. She's a victim of a crime, you know, and then you want to victimize her again if she, as a result of that that was perpetrated on her in the first place, she becomes pregnant. Of course, she's not going to want to have, you know, most women, they're not going to want to have that child because that child is going to be a constant reminder of that traumatic, you know, experience that she went through. So you're going to tell her that if she cannot afford an abortion or she does not have the the rate insurance, that she's just going to have to have that child. Okay, it's not about putting it up for adoption. It's not about, you know, giving away, but those nine months. And what do you think her mental capacity is going to be during that whole time? See, so so it, 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 it is. It can it is. It will be detrimental to those women who are in those situations. I don't know who thought of this law. I don't even know where the concept came from. But it it, it it definitely makes no sense, you know, to try to put mm. any human being through something like that. Where is the accountability for the person committing the rape? Mm. You know, see, it, it shouldn't be in the woman's lap. It shouldn't be in her, let's say, well, well, we sorry this happened to you, but um, this is another thing that you're going to have to deal with as a result of this. Really? Really, who thought of it? Who thought <laughs> like that? Right. That is about the most asinine thing, I, you know, to, to to even contemplate to do. It it just it mm. it, it, it just doesn't make sense. And, uh, and you, you're right. It doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever. You know, and Governor Greg Abbott, he has already shown his support for it. So that's why I'm saying more than likely it will become um, law here within within the next couple of months if they want to take effect December the 1st. But this is, I mean, this is just crazy. You know, no woman goes out seeking to get raped, number one. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know a woman out there. She can be the biggest nymphomaniac there is. She still ain't going out there trying to get raped, okay? Exactly. Um, yeah, so to, to, to actually force them to have to buy insurance to cover rape, just in case. So that in case they want, just in case they may want to have an abortion. See? <laughs> yeah, and and it's so backwards because it's, it's to help um, 
keep them from actually having an abortion. That's basically what it comes down to. You know, right. anti-abortionists, you know, they, 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 no, this is not, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Well, this is not the way to go about it. You know, you, you can't. Now, I, you know, you got contraceptives and, and laws out there now and, and things of that nature, and maybe you need to, you know, uh, require more of that. But this here, this is a, just crazy. And to think that there's 10 other states out there that actually – um, ban private insurance from paying for abortions, you know, and let's think about the child that's born. Going back to what you said, think about the child that's born. You know, how how is that, that, that parent going to treat that child? You know, exactly. and, and you know, that, that, that's, a bad, that's a bad scene all the way around. Yeah, you know, and, you know? and, and the fact of the, and, and the, fact of, of, of the matter is, is too, you know, let's look at it. You know that pregnancy is one of the most emotional times a woman has in her life. Add to that, the mm-hmm. child is carrying is, you know, the, the child of a race. I will guarantee you, you know, because, you know, we deal with personalities, we deal with spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the suicide rate for them is going to go up because they're not going to, I'm not having this child. You know, that that's going to be the first thing they're going to do. They're either going to try to get rid of the child on their own you know, or they're going to just go ahead and commit suicide. And I remember everybody's not strong enough. Everybody's not going to have the mental capacity to want to deal with that. And if society locks them into a situation where, you know, they're not able to get any peace, what is the result? What is hmm. the end result? Did anybody think about that? Did anybody think about the increased cost because of, you know, these women? In that mental, you know, in that mental capacity, you know, because there's going to be an increased cost. Maybe it won't be because of mm-hmm. the abortion, but it will be because of counseling. It will be because of the extra services, like you say, when DCF or CPS or whatever it is, children's protective services come in because that baby isn't getting fed, that baby isn't getting held, you know. You know, all of these things, nobody's looking at the long run, and nobody's looking at the fact that these women, you know, if that occurs, is being victimized all over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying that, oh, well, we want to save lives. Well, if you really want to save lives, let's make it across the board to save lives. What about the children that are already here that you disregard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 life, if life indeed matters to you, you indeed value life. No, it's not that you value life. You just want to have a certain amount of control over the women in your state, over circumstances mm. that are, un, you know, beyond their control. You as men want to have the last say-so. <laughs> You know, you know what though, and, and, and when you say that, I almost got offended. Like, what you mean, you men? But yeah, the the, the author of, of these this bill is a man, yeah, so I, I really can't say anything. Exactly, they yeah. are men now. Well, yeah. as we were talking, you know, in the last few, you know, in the last few weeks, you and I were having this conversation about alpha males and beta males. I wonder which one they are. Hmm. 
Do you feel so <laughs> emasculated that you just feel like this was something that you could get your own personal get back and make your own self feel like something? You know, I'm just saying I might hmm. be wrong, but, you know, it, it, it's worth putting out there. Because, as I say, there's always an underlying reason when things are, that, that come about. What spirit are you operating in? Mm. Now see, and again, see now you hit like no stuff. You know, and, and, and again, like I said, you uh-huh. know, and like Mr. Trump said, you know, we're not supporting uh, abortion. We're not supporting abortion. That is not it. But in this instance, you know, it, it's the lesser of two evils, so to speak. Right, right, <laughs> so to speak. Um, you know, uh, got Pianki in the chat room saying, no, it, it is against government and citizens paying for an abortion. If you want an abortion and the pregnancy is due to rape, the insurance pays. If it is from consensual sex, then the female her partner pays. Duh. No. See, well, we once know again, Pianki, you're missing the about. point. You, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> Come on, I need you to get on the yeah. same page, We done been through this too many times, man. You're a grown uh, man. Now, Listen, <laughs> this is the result of a rape. They want the rape victim to pay for the abortion herself. Now, if it was self-choice, yeah, they, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but no, this, is, this wasn't even within her control. This is what we're saying. You know, and, <laughs> but, see, <laughs> see, now, See, we get to talk about abortion. It's, it's, that's a big old thing right there, and we ain't gonna stay on this too much longer. But you know, even in um, 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 Oklahoma, Oklahoma, they recently passed a law where uh-huh. before a woman gets an abortion, the male, the, the the whoever the partner is, has to sign off on it first. I'm on it. Yeah. You yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He has to sign yeah. off on it first before she can have the abortion. Right. Uh, yeah. But so, to me, now on that aspect, to me, that's fair, cause that's his child too. I mean, right. I'm just saying that's his child too, and he very well may want that child. You people are surrogates mm-hmm. all the time. Okay, go through the nine months, get a man and child, and be done with it. You know, if you don't want to be a mother, <laughs> if you don't want to be a parent, don't just leave him out. If he wants to be involved, mm. that's his right. That's his right. That, you know what? <laughs> you know, and, and that that is such a good point. And, and you know, I know this before you became my co-host, but before we had, had knockout, drag out fights of, of, about this topic right here, especially when it compared to the male and the female, as far as who should have the final say so. You know, right. as far as an abortion, and I think that's a good idea, though. You know, let the guy know. Look, yeah, let him know. You know, I understand oh. the woman has to care for nine months or whatever, but if you have the understanding that, look, at nine months, once you have the baby, give me my child. Exactly. You know Say, give me my child. That's it. You know, be done with it. Gone on yeah. with your life. You know. Now, no, 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 no. Ain't gonna be gone on with your life now. Because, you know, it, it, we got to have that discussion. Um, you know, I'm not just going to let you get off the hook like that. That means you can go and have 800 more babies and do the same thing. 
Then you oh, just no, you, you, you just like back in the same no, days. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because just like they have male non-custodial parents, they have female non-custodial parents. There is some re- financial responsibility that you will have to adhere to. I, I mean, eh, okay, you know. You know, you just don't get to walk away scot-free. You know, as my grandma used to say, hey, you lay, you play, you pay. Okay. I, I can hear with that. <laughs> uh, if, of course, you know, our friend in the chat room said, if you are involved in an accident and the other driver does not have insurance, you get unsure more motors coverage. If you are at fault, then your liability covers your mishap. That's that's two different... Pianki, you cannot compare that to a car accident. Really? That's not the same. A woman is raped, but you want her to pay for the abortion. No, Pianki, that is just not right. And I don't think a woman should have to be forced to buy rape insurance. I'm sorry. I, I'm not buying that. You can, you can argue all you want to and all your does, but you know, see, and this just goes to show how ignorant you are, Pia. I'm just going to call it like it is. Females should keep their legs closed. Really? Really? Well, you can keep We're talking about rape. You said females should keep their legs closed. When you keep our legs closed, then men should keep their penis in their pants or in their hand and leave us the hell alone. Footage, security camera footage 
you know, and and text messages that the, the fraternity brothers sent back and forth to each other. You know, basically saying um, when the police come, make sure there's no evidence of alcohol or what have you. Now, this pledge was 19 years old. 19 years old. Okay, and he died after guzzling vodka and beer. Okay, at a series of drinking stations at the Beta Theta Firehouse. And he fell down head first to bit down some basement stairs. All right. Now, here's the, the crazy part about it. His frat brothers didn't even call the ambulance until the next morning. The next morning. Of course, like I mentioned, the guy died. You know, he had a fracture skull and a damaged spleen. Now, these guys were brought up on charges. Um, involuntary manslaughter and aggravated assault. Okay. However, this judge recently tossed out those two uh, um, charges right there. Yeah. Tossed it out. Yeah. You know, even uh, all all this evidence, he tossed it out. Um, now, the only thing they can be basically charged with is unlawful hazing, violating liquor laws, reckless endangerment, which all are misdemeanors, you know, which means they don't have to do a lot of jail time or none, none at all. You know, right. You know, I, I I can say, well, these guys are wrong. They should have done it. But no, parents, talk to your kids. If you got kids going to college right now, help them understand. Help them understand. You know, they don't have to do this kind of stuff. It's okay. It's okay. Suzette said, I think those guys were totally, totally responsible. Yeah, I do too, Suzette. But, you know, who's... You know, when you have judges doing things like this, tossing the serious things out, who's going to take it seriously? And, see, that's one of the issues that we do have with our our um, so-called justice system. Of course, we we know it. Penn State University, you know, that's not a cheap university either Uh, (laughs) at all. Um, Like I said, there was, you know, hours of security camera footage. Hours, you know, with text messages. Um, so, and it does throughout all charges against four four defendants and fourteen frat brothers will all will stand in stand trial. You know, it's just crazy. But you know, that's that's college life. That's college life. So you know, even though these guys are wrong and they should be held responsible, I still say. Parents, talk to your young kids. I mean, talk to your young adults, all right? A lot of them going to college for the first time, and I know you get caught up with the, the cute dolls and the betas and the kappas and whoever else the little funny little people are. You know, talk to them. Tell them they don't have to do that kind of stuff. If they feel uncomfortable, don't do it. Do not do it. Okay? I mean, because once you're gone, you're gone. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, you know, so and, and here's another thing, as far as the the, the video the video footage, um, it says after he got hurt, members of the fraternity appeared to take half-hearted and even counterproductive measures to help him. You know, so they really weren't trying to do anything to help the kid. Pouring liquor on him and strapping on a loaded backpack to re- prevent him from rolling over and choking on his vomit. 
you know. <laughs> and in one of the many text messages obtained by prosecutors, one frat brother said to another, make sure the pledges clean the basement and get rid of any evidence of alcohol. Any evidence of alcohol. So this is not this is not only saying that um, they knew they were wrong or they did something wrong, but they've done this before. I mean, who would put a backpack on a drunk person laying on the floor to keep him from <laughs> from choking on his own vomit? So they've done this before. So it's it's not like this is a, a, a something new. But of course, we have these judges now and. Who knows? He may have gotten paid. I don't know for sure. He may have gotten paid. May not. But <sighs> let's see what we got here. So when a grown person drinks at a bar and then goes outside and falls and bumps their head, the rest of the patrons in the bar is responsible. See, idiotic thinking like that. That, that I mean, idiotic thinking like that. And actually, yes, Pianki, there are laws now that hold that bar responsible. So yeah, yeah, it's not just with drinking and driving. If that person walks out that bar deep breathing and gets hurt, yeah, the bar can be sued. And furthermore, nah, I mean, if you, you want to go, so it, yeah, and huh? furthermore, go ahead. If, yeah, furthermore, um, they also hold the bartenders accountable if they know that that person is inebriated before they leave there, and they, as a result, go and drive their car because it is the bartender's responsibility to cut them off in some states. They have to cut them mm-hmm. off. They have to stop serving them. Or, yeah, they can use, lose their liquor, liquor license. And, yeah, they can go to jail. Yeah, it's called accountability and responsibility, something I don't think you really, you know, know too much about, Pianki. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Pianki, I, I understand what you're saying. You're talking, about, you're talking about the patriots, not the proprietor. But you know what? Honestly, if somebody wanted to push it, yeah, you can sue everybody in that bar to watch me walk out of their drunk. Yeah. So nobody offered to help me then. So legally, I'm sure you could do it if you wanted to spend that money and, and, and try and, uh, and do it. There's no law to say you can't. Right. Just like the bartender didn't cut you off, everybody else that's sitting there, they watch Man, he tore up from the flow up. Look at him, staggering. But nobody stopped trying to help. You know, there used to be, a, um, what's that show just come on? What would you do? I don't know how many of you remember that show. Remember they put people in, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's amazing how people will watch you just do things that, 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 you know, aren't, um, 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 you know, that that you, they know aren't right or you need help and they just sit there and watch it, you know, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. No, that's wrong. It shouldn't even be that way. Not at all. So. Anyway, back to this fraternity thing. Parents, talk to your kids, okay? I'm not saying don't let them join the fraternities. You know, that's the thing. You know, make sure you talk to them about it. You know, I'm not a big fraternity person myself, so, but, uh, because <laughs> um, I think some of the rituals aren't, you know, what the Lord said you need to do. Uh, the Lord, but that ain't my business. That's so y'all what you want your child to do. Um, but talk to them about the, the dangers of it, okay? And just go, right. you know, we take a, a, a 17, 18-year-old and just drop them off in the, in, in college and say, well, I know they'd be all right. No. You, but you don't know. But some jokers be waiting waiting for the freshmen to come in. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Fresh meat? <laughs> you say fresh meat? We used to even say that in high school. Oh, there go the fresh meat right there. You know, you're just waiting to get your hands on them. So 
parents, talk to your kids, okay? Talk to your kids. Make sure they are aware of what could happen, you know. I mean, if you got to show them some videos or what have you, you know, just make sure. Make sure they are aware of what's really going on. Um, I see I got a caller want to get in here So I, I, before we get too far ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let me go ahead and uh, see what they got to say. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hey, this is Miss Lady, and I'm in a gym on a bicycle, so I don't know if you hear noises in the background. I'm talking kind of low. Yeah. But, um, okay, we hear you, Miss Lady. Okay. I'm not up for all that for 17, 18, 19 years old joining fraternities and sororities. And it's from people I know that they're close to me that joined and at that age. And what happens is their parents have worked hard to get them into college, paying for college, and then they get um, uh, into these fraternities, and they take away all of their time and energy, most of it, into that pledge in there, okay? And then they don't have time and energy to study, to uh, go talk to their professors, to be involved. Okay. Well, I understand what she's saying. Uh, we lost her. She, her call dropped. I'm sure she'll call back in. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she has a good point. You know, um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how fraternities work. You know, do they catch them coming in or do do they, um, you know, wait till they become a junior or whatever? I doubt it, seriously, because, you know, they, there's always a competition between the, the, the fraternities and sororities. But and maybe they should put something in and say, well, First, maybe you need to be a, a sophomore or something before you can pledge a, a fraternity or sorority. But I understand what Miss Lady was saying, and uh, yeah. All right, moving right along because I, I want to get to our main topics and have some time to talk about this. Um, yeah, you know what, Suzette? Suzette brings up a good thing out the chat room. She said, "18 years old is considered a legal adult." But that the is true. That is true. I mean, we know some 18-year-olds are more mature than others. We know that as well. So with that being said, I guess I'm going back to my original statement. Parents, talk to your children, okay? (laughs) We we all know once they get up there and get away from you, they're going to do what they think they can get away with anyway. But I'm a firm believer you plant that seed, it'll always come back, and it'll help them out in the long run. You know, that's that's the way I I look at it anyway. You know, I'm always telling my knucklehead something crazy. He look at me crazy now, but I'm sure he'll he'll remember it later on down the line. (laughs) You know. So, anyway, so that that's that. Um, let's talk about some drugs real quick. Last last week we did a um we talked a little bit about the um opioid abuse opioid. Dang it, them drugs, you know, the oxycontins and things like that that's taking over and everybody want, and the president wants to create a, um, a, a national emergency over. Well, there's a new drug out there, and y'all have heard of this drug before, and it took me a minute to figure out where I heard it at, fentanyl. You have heard of fentanyl before. 
You want to know where you heard it at? That doctor gave it to Michael Jackson to help him sleep, and it killed him. This mm-hmm. is a very potent drug. And uh, believe it or not, um, it's becoming bigger than heroin and everything else right now in the United States. But with that being said, you know, after reading reading up on it, um, like I said, it's very potent. Just touching it can get you high. So this is how strong this stuff is. But I, I, I'm kind of leery of, of the article because of, of the countries that are involved right now. You know, basically they say it comes from China. It's made in China, okay? And China is shipped to the Mexican cartels who ships it to the United States. Now, if you have been following the news lately, of course, the United States has been uh, um, beefing with China and, of course, Mexico about the wall and China, you know, because of North Korea. So, yeah, but I think the more important thing is about this drug, fentanyl, okay? It, it's easier to, to come get a hold of, all right? And, it's, and, and, of course, it's saying it's flowing to the U.S. across the southern border, duh. Of course, it's going to be the southern border because that's where he wants to put the wall, but we ain't going to talk about that. But another way it's coming in is through the U.S. mail. The mail, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? The mail. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. All drugs should be legally legalized immediately. No, fentanyl should not be legalized at all, okay? Um, because what they're doing is it's synthetic, okay? It's synth- and it's very potent, as I said. All right, and what they're doing is they're mixing it with other ingredients because you never know what you're gonna get, okay? Um, and the dealers and addicts they can buy it directly from the Chinese manufacturers with just a few Google searches. You know, they got the dark web. They call it the dark web. You know, where you go in there and buy things like that at. So, and they're really having a, a trouble with handling that right now. It's a Schedule Two narcotic in the United States. Schedule Two. You know, I think the big, the hardest was Schedule One, but uh, yeah, and they smuggle diluted mixtures across the border, and of course they say the primary buyers are the Mexican cartels, you know, who mix the fentanyl with heroin and other substances, and they gave some examples where people were actually in chat rooms, you know, asking, you know, how much of this should I take? I've never taken it before. I don't want to kill myself, but how much of it should I take? <laughs> you know. And I, it's not funny because, as you can see, the more um, we so-called become uh, technically advanced, the more ways people find to use drugs. Now, with the fentanyl stuff, there was an officer, police officer, that was searching the guy's car, okay, and he actually got some on his fingertips. That was it, just his fingertips. And he passed out from it. So that's how potent this stuff is. So, you know, you, you got to be careful now. Be careful what, what, what's, what you're putting your hands on and stuff because it, it's such a, a, such, a, such a terrible thing. Um, what, what is this? If people consume something and are aware of the consequences, so be it. People get religion, porn, and everything else. That is on them. Um, despite $40 billion spent on enforcement, the process of drugs use is still widespread. Of course it's widespread. And I can tell you why it's widespread, because the government is letting it come in. 
you know, they can tell you where it's coming from. They can tell you how it's getting here. But they can't tell you how to stop it, right? They can't stop it. Yeah, that that, that makes no sense to me. But, hey, just be on the, on the lookout. And, of course, you know, the officers, they, they got this Narcan. And, um, you know, um, <laughs> uh, that the officers are supposed to carry it to help bring back to someone who has overdosed. But, you know, with this stuff, they're using three and four shots of the Narcan stuff. So this is very powerful. So if you have kids, once again, people, if you have kids or relatives that own that stuff, you know, hey, do what you can. I mean, you can't make them don't do nothing they don't want to do anyway. You know, as long as a child living in your house, you can you can do something about that. All right? So that's what I'm going to say about that. All right, see, we got Miss Lady back, so let me bring her back in and, and, and let her go ahead and get finish her comments. Miss Lady, are you there? Yeah, I'm not sure when I dropped off. When did I drop off? Oh, you was just beginning to say uh, about the parents work hard and, and the kids get caught up in, in the um, pledging. They sure, they get caught up. They want to be a part of the program. And they, so they subject themselves to all kinds of abuse and mistreatment. And um, they end up messing up their grades because they're too busy pledging. And... I just feel like some of the uh, things they'll have them do is go wash my mother's car. Now, here you are trying to study, and you got to stop and go wash them. Come into my trash can multiple times a day. And mm-hmm. so now you have to stop, and um, they might have put one piece of paper in there, and they think it's cute and funny. And, um, or, um, then you can't you can't touch the elevator to your classes. You got you can't cut across the grass. We got this is like sound like you're fucking kind of when you're in the military and they push you through all that stuff like you in um uh <laughs> a camp or something training or whatever. So now you've lost weight. You can't eat correctly. You can't sleep correctly. You can't study correctly. And your parents have prepared you to go to college and be a college student, and now that's what you—that's what you subjected yourself to. So years ago, I'm not for that part of fraternities. My son was actually a district director for a fraternity, <clears throat> and um, I have a sister who's part of a sorority. Um, one of them doesn't drink alcohol at all. So I remember mm-hmm. one of one of the things they were trying they had to drink all this alcohol, right? Well they don't drink. So they made them drink prune, a lot of prune juice, which messed up their mm-hmm. uh, gastrointestinal tract and had diarrhea. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to be studying? Another friend of mine, they snapped him out of his bed at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and took him way beyond his dorm. I'm talking miles. Took his clothes. He had no money. Took his shoes. And this was and he was supposed to get back to his dorm. I mean, he could have been in you know, serious trouble. And so, 
they do stupid stuff like that, and they think it's funny, and they laugh, and it's not. And people get in trouble as a result. Because it's too young. They're too young. They're 17, 18, 19, so you have an older one that are over the place, and they want to make it too long for you and be a member. So they really put on from physical violence. I know one young guy, he was a freshman. My children were guys. They broke his hip. He had to have hip surgery. He was a semester school. And his parents school, he got a million dollars, which was really good. And I'm talking like 20 years ago. But, I mean, this is the kind of stupid stuff that happens. They're supposed to have supervision by a graduate a chapter member who's graduating professional, but they're busy running their own lives and working, so they don't really have time to be a whole bunch of people. And so you have the younger guys that are, say, like 20, 21, a dude of 17, 18. That's what happens. Yeah, you know, and um, that's... Yeah, I'm so... You know, that's, that's... That's a prime example of, of what happens in in a lot of those situations. And, of course, you know, in, in the beginning, it probably was fun. It, it was fun. But I think right now it, it has gotten out of hand. You know, it's like uh, the more, the more, the, 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 how I say, let's not do the past before. You know, they did this to us, so we're going to do this to the next class to come in. And and it's just beginning to get out of hand. Uh, that's why I, I said, you know, parents, make sure you talk to your, your kids. You know, especially those that are going to, going into that, that that type of environment. You know, the first in, in college. Yeah, talk to them. And, you know, make them aware of some of the things that you know they can actually fall fall for that that's not good for them. If I don't drink, you know, the no, I, I so shouldn't hard. have to be drinking a whole bunch of prune juice, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, so they end up, they end up. Some of them go in with being a student, you know. And you have to, if that's what you're there to study, be a student, to network, so you can have a career. But they end up now flunking or making bad grades because they're abused. I mean, they don't have the energy and time. To study, sleep right, eat right. So, um, and the parents are very upset. Mm-hmm. Hello? Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. So, you spend all this time correcting homework, getting students, putting them in the uh, program, uh, making sure they do their homework, maybe paying for tuition for that. <laughs> Well, and then they're abusive. Yeah. Then they're abusive. They're abusive. They beat them up. I know they would have uh, a security go down to the line where they have the lines of men on each side, a young boy on each side, and they got to walk through the line and get hit all up in their chest and stuff. Well, they some of them have really bad contusions. I'm surprised that they, I'm sure they have some of them get fractured ribs. Tell me what you're in college for. Go join the Navy Seals if that's what you want. It makes no sense. 
But then it's like, oh, I went All through right. it, you know, oh, I survived. And now it's like you feel like you, you know, I guess you're more of a man now. Cause you went, then they got a ritual called the Crossing the Burning Sand, which is an all-night ritual. Mm-hmm. I won't go into that. And once you mm-hmm. do that, you cross the burning sand, and now you're a real member, and now you feel real proud of yourself, and you're a member of this group. So I think it's a need to really be part of a recognized group. And they do some yeah. good. I mean, the fraternity facilities, they do some good. They really do. Um, uh, for community activities and things like that, and it's a way to network with each other once you leave you know, allegedly, you know, you'll be networking professionally and that kind of thing, supporting each other professionally, you know, doing business with each other and that kind of thing. But there has to be a difference. Like, all that abuse don't make no sense. Yeah. I guess okay. it's well, thank you for that. And you, you made some, huh? I might, might be bonding through trauma going on. Well, uh, well, yes and no. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put you back in the queue, but thank you for that. Um, you made some great points. Um, but you know, bonding, bonding with trauma. You know, hey, look, I'm gonna tell you like it is. If you have kids going into college, talk to them, okay? I mean, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, but at least you, you, you've made them aware of the pitfalls that's waiting for them. Especially when you're talking about pledging sororities, fraternities, or whatever else pieces of, of organizations they want to get into, just let them know they don't have to do all that craziness that they will be asked to do, period. No, they don't have to do it. You know, your dignity is is worth more than being a part of some some group of people. That's the way I look at it anyway. Okay? So, hey, it is what it is. P. Ross, you with me? Yeah, I'm still with you. Okay. <laughs> Anything you want to add before we get on with the get on to the main main um, topic we want to talk about today? No, we pretty much covered that. You know, I did want to say you know uh, about the um, 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 fentanyl thing. You know, um, uh-huh. you know it, it, those people who who who, who do that and they, you know they look for a higher high or or, or whatever um, really got to. What you really must understand, and a lot of people don't understand unless they're really involved in it. Once you're addicted, you're addicted, and that's just what it means. It's something that you're not going to easily let go uh, just just like that. It's like a craving, you know, to, to the nth degree, and you're going to go seeking after that thing. And until, and, and, uh, until you finally reach the point where you say enough is enough or until you, you, mm-hmm. you reach it there. You know, until you reach there. Right. And as, you know, as you say, you know, they know how this stuff is getting into the country. They've allowed this. And what and for whatever reason that it was first introduced, whether it was to control the population, whether it was to keep uh, a, a people in bondage, whatever that, that reasoning was, you know, they have no ability to control it because it is never meant for them, it is always meant for others, and it only becomes an issue mm-hmm. when it shows up in their communities and in their households. Then it's out of control. Right. But as long as everybody else mm-hmm. is everybody else is using it and everybody else is dying for it, then it's not an issue. 
But when the elite, you know, it starts affecting them in, in, in the same numbers as it's affecting anybody, everyone else, you know, then then it's an issue. It was always an mm-hmm. issue. You thought <laughs> that it would not come back to bite you. See, and, and, and that's what mm. you have to realize. They're not going to stop that. They're not. They're not going to stop right. it. Number one, it's, it's, it's a very lucrative business. Number one, you know the finance, financial reasons. And number two, it's just mm-hmm. a control to keep people in bondage, to keep people oppressed. And you, you like I always say, you really have to to to, to look at the reasoning and the motives behind why these things are being put out now. Okay, now. Hey, our buddies are talking about their kids are getting involved with this stuff. So, hey, we need to act like we're going to do something about it. Or we need to try to put something out there where it appears that we're really concerned. But are you really? If you were really concerned, you wouldn't have put it out there in the first place. <laughs> uh-huh. And, oh, uh-huh. You, you know how to stop it. You just choose not to. Right, 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 right. You know, you know that's that's like any other drug that's that's coming into this country. As mm-hmm. I've always said, uh, you know, it it's being allowed in. Just let's just be honest, it it's being allowed in. Of course, when you hear about these these so-called big bird bust or what have you, that's because mm-hmm. they've been told that's their little you know catch. Okay, let's make it seem like. Uh, uh, we're 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 doing something about it, but right. in, in the background, look, normal Joes like us, we can't afford uh-huh. what's really coming across that border. All right, we can't afford exactly. it. Okay, exactly. and, and believe you me, we aren't the ones that's that's buying it. <laughs> you know what we getting are the scraps. Put it that way, we getting the scraps. Right. Okay. Right. So, and, and the Mexican government has told it. Totally. In fact, a couple of weeks ago in the article, they say, well, if it wasn't for America's, um, how how did they put it, insatiable appetite for drugs, you know, we wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to worry about it. You they told it. So, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have it. Right. So, hey, it's not like it's, well, to some people it's a big secret, but to, to those who are aware, it's not a big secret. We know what it's the deal is. That's know. how they're making their money. Yeah, that's how they make the money to go ahead and, and uh, uh, interfere in other governments. You know, check other governments' textbooks or or dethrone this emperor. I mean, this dictator. You know, or this person. That's how they do their money. Of course, it's part yeah. of the the D NIS or all them cats. You know, that's how they make their money. It's a known fact that on the streets. You know, cops take the same drugs they seize and go back and sell it to drug dealers again to come back and bust them with. We know this. <laughs> you know, it's been documented. So just tell your family members, be careful. You know, if they're out there on, the, on that stuff, hey, pray for them. That's all I can say, pray for them. But if they're not, hey, just talk to them, tell them they don't need to get involved. Because you know what? And here's, here's the honest, the truth thing. The drugs from when I was a kid, when you was a kid, and a lot of us are not the same ones that on the street today. That's on the street today. They're not. It's, They're mixing so much stuff to you don't know what. 
You have no idea. No I wouldn't want to buy no drugs today if I did drugs. I wouldn't because I don't know what I'm getting. You know, one day have me walking around here all hyped up, and next day I'll be walking around here dragging a leg and drooling and carrying on. And you've seen it on, hey, yeah, I know you've seen it on Facebook. Jokers walking around here like zombies. Yeah, so just say no to drugs. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. That was good right there. Just say no to drugs. Yeah, Mr. Smith don't never say no to drugs. And they're always trying to give you some, that's for sure. They're always trying to give you some. But let's get on with our main topic, Black Panther Party versus Black Lives Matter. Is the Black Lives Matter movement uh, equivalent to what the Black, Par- Black Panther Party was back in the early 60s and um, late 60s, early 70s. Are they the same thing, just a different name now, with a new generation? Is that what we're looking at? Um, you know, there are some, some things that I did um, find out while I was doing this. Hey, oh, here's one that is going to blow your mind. I don't know how many of y'all know this, but you know, I was doing the research, and I found out something today that just blew my mind. Are you aware that the man that did the most damage to the Black Panther Party, J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover, are you aware he was a black man? Are you aware of that? Anybody know that? I'm telling you, he was a black man. <laughs> That's that that explains a whole lot, a whole lot. And he was an illegitimate child. Hmm. Imagine that. Doesn't that explain when you think about it? Like, wow. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that little nugget out there at you. <laughs> hey, you don't believe me? There's a book out there called um, J. Edgar Hoover, Passing for White. Okay, y'all y'all check this out. The author is um, Millie McGee. Check it out. Check it out. She was a she's a descendant of Jacob Hooper and she went and, and did a genealogy of a whole family cuz she said as a kid she was asked about Hoover it was, you know, and her family used to tell her don't don't talk about that. Leave that alone. <clears throat> you know, leave that alone. And it's it's I don't um YouTube also Go and check it out, man. It's very interesting. You just sit there and be like, wow. But it goes to explain a whole lot. You know, back in the day when the slave master slept with his wife and then slept with the slave, the, the what they used to call the bed warmers. Yeah. And, you know, the children come out light-skinned. Yeah. So, but Hoover, you know, he hid that fact, you know, that he was a black guy and everybody took him for white and that's how he rose and, Oh, man, there's a whole lot behind that. Check it out, though. Check it out. Good information. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yep, that's what I said. J. Edgar Hoover was black. Yes, he was black. I'm just somebody sent me uh, a text and asked me that. Yes, he was black. I'm telling you. If You know what? I'm going to put the video on the show's website. Um, one right after we get off the air, so you can go to the show's website and look at it for yourself. All right, Jagger Hoover was a black man, <laughs> a light-skinned black man, but he was a black man. All right. Um. Anyway, let's talk Black Lives Matter. 
So what is Black Lives Matter? Where did they come from? How did they come about? Everybody know about the Black Panthers for the most part, right? Right? The Black Panthers, the original purpose was to patrol African-American neighborhoods to protect the residents from police brutality. That is what the Black Panthers um, stood for, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Wow, really? It's crazy. Um, listen to this. Hood, more hood conspiracies, whatever. Um, so, anyway, so that's what the Black Panthers stood for. Well, now you have this organization called Black Lives Matter. And in, in a lot of ways, um, in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways, Black Lives Matter is, is basically being treated in some of the similar ways that the Black Panthers were, except for it's not as blatant, I guess you could say, not as blatant. Um, but it's interesting. Um, so what did the Black, what does the Black Lives Matter movement um, stand for? Originating in the African-American community, um, they campaign against violence and systematic racism towards black people. Um, they regularly hold protests against unjust police killings of black people and broader issues of racial profiling, police brutality, and racial inequality, you know, of the United States criminal justice system. Okay, that's what the book says. Now, if we have watched any of, of these so-called protests or what have you, the Black Lives Matter group is, is very... I would say it's more a little bit more diverse, but I, I think they're 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 lacking leadership. They're they're really lacking a lot of leadership in, in um in, in their organization because there's so many splinter groups. There are so many groups that's just out there, you know. And everybody claims to be Black Lives Matter, but nobody is, is under the same banner, you know. Unlike the the Black Panther Party, until the the FBI started putting infiltrators in. The organization itself, but I'm gonna play this clip right now about um, seven things. Seven things you should know about the uh, Black Lives Matter. You know, it's only seven minutes long, and then we gonna come back and talk about some of that because we are gonna talk about the uh, the platform of each each um, group and everything like that. All right, so listen up. And be right back. Hey, this is Roaming Millennial, and this video is gonna be about Black Lives Matter. As most of us remember, Black Lives Matter started out in 2013 as a simple hashtag that was created out of indignation when George Zimmerman was acquitted for the murder of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin. Now, it turns out that the Zimmerman case was actually more complicated than either side had originally thought, but in any case, hashtag Black Lives Matter still gained popularity among activists who felt that black lives weren't being valued in our society. Then in 2014, after the shooting of Michael Brown drew allegations of police brutality, Black Lives Matter staged their first live protest in Ferguson, Missouri. And, well, the rest is history. Currently, Black Lives Matter is one of the most vocal grassroots organizations in the U.S., and the movement has even spread internationally. But although most people would agree with wanting racial equality and stopping the excessive use of force, a lot of the things you hear about Black Lives Matter don't exactly paint it in a positive light. So here are seven quick facts that I think everyone should know about Black Lives Matter when deciding whether to support them. The first thing you should know is that Black Lives Matter is really all about race. Anyone who's ever dared to use the hashtag All Lives Matter has probably incurred the wrath of scores of keyboard warriors. 
But what if someone wanted to condemn police brutality but didn't necessarily see it as a racial issue since it can technically affect anyone? I mean, the excessive use of force is wrong regardless of the victim's race, right? Well, as harmless as it sounds, this kind of thinking is demonized by Black Lives Matter supporters because although the movement was founded on the issue of police brutality against young black men, it's since become more focused on the all-around liberation of African Americans. And while anyone can be the victim of police brutality, according to Black Lives Matter, only black people can be the victims of brutality based on systemic oppression. So the issue here is really racial inequality, which I guess hashtag all lives matter doesn't take into account. Police violence is terrible, but it's apparently only one of many symptoms of institutional racism. The takeaway here is that if you're interested in opposing police brutality, but not in joining a movement that believes white people are currently engaged in the racial subjugation of black people, then perhaps Black Lives Matter isn't for you. This brings us to our second point, which is that Black Lives Matter does have anti-police leanings. Now, with this point, I want to clarify that, to their credit, the official leaders and founders of Black Lives Matter have gone on record saying that they don't hate the police and that their vision for the movement has nothing to do with hating law enforcement. However, in practice, Black Lives Matter protesters and supporters have definitely vilified cops, and not just the ones responsible for police brutality. Despite what the leadership's official position might be, stories like these are way too common to ignore the fact that the behavior of the Black Lives Matter movement shows some very real anti-police attitudes. And if you're thinking that this disdain for law enforcement seems misplaced, then you'll be interested in our third point, which is that Black Lives Matter ignores facts to promote their message. If you've paid attention, I'm sure you've noticed that Black Lives Matter activism actually follows a pretty predictable pattern. An African American is shot and killed by police. Cue riots. But what's interesting about this is that Black Lives Matter protests occur regardless of whether the cops' actions were justified. There are definitely examples of police using excessive force, but in many famous cases of alleged police brutality, the circumstances of the shootings do not fit the narrative of cops just gunning down innocent black people. Despite this, Black Lives Matter has never apologized for wrongly painting the cops involved with these cases as murderers, or admitted that they perhaps jumped the gun in mischaracterizing these scenarios as examples of racial prejudice. And actually, statistics disprove the idea that racism drives police shootings. Even though African Americans are responsible for about half of all violent crimes, more white people than black people are shot by police. And when you actually take into account the racial disparity of homicide rates, a white person is 1.7 times more likely to be shot by an officer than a black person. Now, this isn't to say that a black person being shot by a cop isn't a big deal. Anybody being shot or hurt by anyone else is extremely serious. But it does go to show that there actually is information out there that challenges the narrative of systemic racial discrimination, but Black Lives Matter chooses to ignore it. So this brings us to our fourth fact, which is that Black Lives Matter is prone to violence. Protests in Oakland, St. Paul, Milwaukee, and now Charlotte are some of the most well-known instances of Black Lives Matter protesters resorting to violence. Rioters have destroyed property, smashed and looted stores, and most shockingly even assaulted people. To be fair, Black Lives Matter leaders have denounced these actions, but that doesn't change the fact that violence is a part of Black Lives Matter protests with concerning frequency. And that's not even to mention the staggering amount of violent threats and rhetoric used by supporters. And now our fifth point is that Black Lives Matter has distinctly anti-white sentiments. While Black Lives Matter officially condemns anti-white racism, it seems like maybe some of their supporters never got the memo. Racially charged sentiments that paint all white people as the enemy and ongoing oppressors are shockingly common among supporters. 
even leaders of the movement have come out saying some outrageous things. And there are also several instances where Black Lives Matter supporters have actually demanded segregation from white people and even more seriously targeted white people for beatings. And our sixth point is perhaps the most important one, which is that Black Lives Matter actually harms black lives. Basically, since Black Lives Matter has started, crime rates have increased in major cities. Murders, which were previously decreasing, are now on the rise in cities with large African-American populations, like Milwaukee, St. Louis, Baltimore, and D.C., but at the same time, arrests have actually gone down. It's been suggested that this is because Black Lives Matter activism not only increases crime, but also makes police officers more hesitant to do their jobs, because they're afraid of being labeled racist if any confrontations occur with black assailants. And Chicago, another city with a large black population, is said to have its most violent year in over a decade. One report claimed that the violence was, quote, directly related to the release of a video that shows the police shooting of Laquan McDonald and the protests, activism, and reforms that followed shortly thereafter. So if Black Lives Matter really is concerned about black lives, maybe they should consider changing their tactics, because at the moment they're actually hurting black communities, the very people they claim to be interested in helping. Finally, the last thing you should know about Black Lives Matter is that their political goals are, well, pretty extreme. Not everyone knows this, but Black Lives Matter is actually part of a larger group called the Movement for Black Lives, which engages in political advocacy for the apparent liberation of black people. While that goal sounds innocent, looking at their long list of demands may be enough to give even some of the most ardent Black Lives Matter supporters pause. Although I definitely recommend looking at their entire list of policy suggestions for a better idea of what the movement stands for, some of their more extreme goals include reparations from white people, a minimum guaranteed income exclusively for black people, and a, quote, radical redistribution of wealth. In the end, though, it's up to you whether you want to support Black Lives Matter, but whatever you decide, please make sure you do your own research to learn more about their beliefs and how they operate. And remember, Black Lives Matter does not have the monopoly on concern for black lives. That's all for now. As always, thank you so much for watching, and please subscribe to see more. Plus, you can also check me out on Twitter and Patreon. See you guys next time. All right. All right. So there, there was the clip right there, seven things you should know about BLM, Black Lives Matter. And let me tell you, does it sound familiar? Doesn't it sound familiar? Isn't it some of the things you heard the same thing about when they talked about the Black Panthers back in the day? It's amazing. 13% of a population, but you're responsible for over almost over half the murders and killings that goes on in the country? No. 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 Now, the last part about um, the, the bigger group, now that is where they get their funding from. See, and that's, I think that's one of the biggest differences between the Black Lives Matter movement and um, the Black Panthers. Because uh, Black Lives Matter, they, they're, man, they're getting money left and right. Of course, we know about George Soros. You know, he, he, he supports anything that's anti-government. You know, that's George Soros right there. Um, let's see. The Ford Foundation and Borelis Philanthropy, you know, they raised $100 million for the movement. Uh, you know, and this is some of the, 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 the stuff she was talking about. You know, as the bigger, bigger group. Now, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. And, of course, the police shootings. In most cases, hey, there were some bad things going on in them shootings. You know, 
Joker sitting in the car getting shot. Uh, you know, choking out folk. I mean, shooting folk in the back. I mean, those are legitimate gripes. Those are legitimate gripes. But what's being missed in this whole uh, thing about Black Lives Matter is, if you notice, if there's more than a multi-day protest, usually the first couple of days start out nice and peaceful. People are marching, yelling, you know, just marching, marching, marching. By the third day, that's when all, all, all heck breaks loose. Why is that? Why is that? Because there are paid agitators to come in and start that stuff. Why? To make it seem as though these type of movements are nothing about violence. Violence. Just jump to the Black Panthers. Fred Hampton. I don't know if y'all know the story of Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was a very charismatic speaker. All right, this man, he could talk. He talked better than Malcolm and Martin. Okay, and Fred was Fred was doing. Fred was getting the Hispanics, the the, the poor whites. I mean, we, we when I say poor whites, I mean hillbillies. Yes, hillbillies. He yes, and they were coming in with him, uh, uh, mm-hmm. with him, because they say, "Hey, if the Black Panthers stand with me, I'm standing with them." Yes, and don't the forget the game. When the government when it did, they the Chicago Police Department. Systematically went and killed this man in his bed while his pregnant girlfriend was laying on top of him trying to protect him. Assassinated. So this is nothing new. This is nothing new. I hear you, partner. Go ahead. I hear you. Uh, don't get me started. I'm about to get on the soapbox. But go ahead. I know you're ready. Yeah, you you are you are exactly right. They they assassinated him because he was a very charismatic um, speaker, and not only that. But he was able to stop the game wars. He had united all of the gangs that were there. See, and and, and right. nobody gives him credit for you know bringing the people together. It wasn't the it, the Black Panther Panthers were not a divisive movement. What they did, they did for the community as a whole. It started in the Black community, but they reached out to others. They took care of their own first. That was the thing. They took care of their own first. They made sure that our communities were taken, you know, were taken care of. Then they reached out, you know. But at the same time, they were determined to protect their own, you know. So they had the guns. They had the ammunition. And they had the leadership. And it was a more cohesive yeah. group, you know. It was a more mm-hmm. cohesive group. Everybody knew it. There was a, there, there there was an order to it, you know. So so if this was the head, everybody knew what was going on. It wasn't until somebody else uh, uh, allowed, you know, the FBI, you know, somebody on the inside, you know, want to go and snitch and tell the FBI everything that that they were doing, where they want to go, where they were going to be at, and this is how they set the man up to be killed. And see, and that, and, and and that's the one thing you know that happens in any black, any black movement. You know, there's always somebody who is as an insurgent to destroy ourselves, and we don't understand that. You know, and then when it all boils down to it, you know, oh well, I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, what did you think was going to happen? And another thing about the clip, while she's saying it's a violent movie, but you know, a violent movement 
but you don't want to say anything about the KKK, neo-Nazis, and the white supremacists who do the same thing. Is You know, you want to say that it's okay for them, but not for us. You know, so mm. we know we know the double standard exists because when we when we mm-hmm. rise up, then it's an issue. Then you want to say, oh well, they're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to fight for our lives. We're not supposed to value our lives. And, and you, you know that. You know, I'm sorry. Know, go ahead. And that's the rhetoric that they that that, that they want to you know that they want to teach, and that's the rhetoric. You know that 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 they want to put out there and tell you, okay, it's okay for us to do this, but it's not okay for you to do this, so you stay in your place. No, we're not accepting that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely correct. And see what 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 people fail to realize because you only thing you see is a bunch of black men walking into the California state house, you know, with weapons, but they were within the law. They were within exactly. the law, and it just so exactly. happens that uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, who was governor at that time, was giving a speech. So you know that really set things off. But they were within in their rights. But the interesting thing about that, once that happened, then. That's when gun laws started being passed about you can't carry openly and things like that. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And and whether people so, and whether people know and whether people know or not, I don't know if anybody remember who C, uh, Caesar Chavez was, but he was one of the leading yep, Hispanics the about the um, no. farm, yeah, the farm labor movement. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and he even he partnered with the Black Panthers. See? Yep. And people don't know that. Now there's such a divisiveness when you talk about whether you are black or whether you're black or whether you're Hispanic, you know. So it 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 it, it wasn't always that way. We were just the people of color supporting each other against an unjust an unjust system. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, and, you know, I was looking at, because both, you know, here's the interesting thing about both of these these movements. They both originated out of Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Isn't that crazy? Yes, out of Oakland, both did. of them. Yes, they both originated out of Oakland. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And, you know, as far as the Black Panthers, the, the original members, see, the only thing you hear about is Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. But there was a, a few others. Um, Albert Big Man Howard, Sherman Forte, Reggie Forte, and Little Bobby Hutton. Now, another thing that people don't know, Bobby Hutton was also killed um, in in that night with Fred Hampton because he happened to yeah, live in the apartment was, as well. Yeah, he was sitting in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. They shot him in the chair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was only like nineteen, twenty years old. 19, 20 years, and that's the thing. You know, they always want to say that 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 young people and and, and label them as hoodlums. But all of these, and the, all and even the leadership in the Black Panthers were, from what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. So, were all under thirty years old. They were in their early twenties. They were yeah. the ones that set up these programs. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that set up this movement and perpetuated this movement and made it the success that it was. You know, while J. F. 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 
J. Edgar Hoover had the nerve to say that it was the greatest threat, you know, hmm. that, that America had at the time. Now, this was after, this was after they had set up free lunch programs across the nation. They were feeding hmm. in excess of 10,000 children every day. You know, they set up every day. kitchens across the nation. It wasn't just in Oakland, but it was across the nation. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> across the how nation. Are, how See, how and are they a threat? See? So this is a, how is it a threat? Because because the people that that you don't value, who who you think are less than human, you know, are, are getting taken care of and and not waiting on you hand and foot. Because you're seeing that maybe you hmm. know we do have a little bit of in, 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 intelligence, you know, and we can do things for ourselves because we really don't need you. See, and, and, <laughs> And and mm. that was one of the points that, that the young lady, you know, brought out in her clip about, you know, they're seeking for, you know, their own government. See, why are you afraid that ours will work better than what you have going on? Because it really be, will be for the people, by the people, rather than just for mm. the top 1%. You know, I'm just saying, there's some things to and, think about. Is, is, is that what you fear? That's what they – you know what, though? And, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The worst thing that happened to the black community was integration, especially when it, it came to our, our neighborhood. Yeah, I see You know, that. I mean, let's be honest. It, it, we had our grocery stores. We had our little little um, corner stores. You know, everybody mm-hmm. knew who each child, you know, you knew respective. Yeah, right. You know, and it, it's not about – just want to be um, separate per se, but it's, it's different when you have your own and and you know you're taking care of. Compared to now, most people don't know you know the name of their neighbor. They don't talk about the children. You know. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They don't. But exactly. before we get out of here, I want to go uh, kind of compare these these two um uh, what they call it the the two different platforms. Both of them had ten points. Okay. Um, the Black Panthers. Their first one was, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. You know, that's what they first demand. That's what they wanted, okay? Uh, black Lives Matter, in broken windows policing, uh, which they said this calls for an end to the decades-long focus on policing minor crimes and activities, especially in neighborhoods with people of color. Also addressed are the need for different approaches to those with mental health issues and to racial profiling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now, are these the same or just worded differently, or are they two different things? What you think? They're similar okay, somewhat, well, uh, but the, 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 the Black Panthers is, 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 is um, I'm sorry. Um, theirs theirs is inclusive only for us. You know, this is what we want. You know, Black Lives Mm -hmm. Matter, you know, is trying to include those people. You know, this is what we want you to do. 
Black Panthers are saying this is what we want to do for ourselves, and all we need to do is you to back off, leave us the hell alone, and let us do it. That's the mm. difference, I think. That's the mm. difference that That's I difference. see in those two statements. Mm. Very good. <laughs> Very good. I like that. I, I, I like that. We want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. You know, that's Black Panthers number four. You know, I, I'm looking on thing. Um, Black Lives Matter have closest community oversight. This calls for an all civilian oversight structure, and that's not even the same thing. With, with it's not the same thing. Power that includes, no, it's not even the same thing. Black, Black Lives you know. Matter is, is, is really, you know, she said, you know, the girl was saying, you know, and she really didn't really prove her point saying that Black Lives Matter was mm-hmm. only concerned about black lives, but this, if this is their platform, then, you know, it, it, it's not, because theirs is, is, is a doctrine of inclusion. It is a, it is a doctrine mm-hmm. of inclusion. This is what we want you to do. Now, it, you know, it's saying community oversight. Well, we're not the only pe- people in our community. See, the community mm-hmm. is, is, as a whole is very diverse. Whereas the Black Panthers were more concerned about our people first. We're concerned about our black nation first. We don't really care what y'all do, mm. you know, but this is what we want to do for ourselves. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. need you to come in and oversee anything. Just leave us alone. <laughs> let us do Let us alone. have our own government. Let us have our own government. Let us govern our people as we see fit. Let us provide for our people as we see fit. We don't need your welfare. We don't need your food stamps. We don't need your housing. Either give us the materials so we can build better houses or we'll find a way ourselves and we'll do it and and you get your hands out of it. Mm. You know, and I'm sitting here looking at both of them, and I think the Panthers – as you said, they were more direct. You know, yes. they, this is what we want. Yes. You know what I mean? This is what we want. And as far as the the, the, the Black Lives Matter, it, it's more generalized. Um, right, it is. It is. Black Panthers 7, we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. Uh, the only thing I find close to that as far as Black Lives Matter is limit use of force. This solution right. seeks to establish standards, monitor how force is used. That's not the same thing. It's they not the same thing. Like but see, but see, here's a here's a um, black lives matter issue. If black lives matter sounds more of a compromise, you know, mm-hmm. rather than you know, rather than hey, this is what we want. Did, 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 no, no, nothing else added to it. This is it. That's it. That's all. Period. Right. And, and you have to also understand that the Black Lives Matter movement today has so many other outside forces putting money into it. And we all know if somebody giving you money, you, no, you got to do it like this. You got to say this. You guys, the Black Panthers, they they funded themselves. You know, they through, did. through selling a book. Yeah, but they funded themselves. You know, um, they had a magazine. And, and, you know, they went around, um, they sold Chairman Mayo, a.k.a. the Little Red Book, for a dollar, <laughs> you know, to college students. Yeah. You know, so they funded themselves. 
So they could control what they asked for and what they wanted. You know, um, uh, Black Lives Matter, I don't know. I, I think too many people have their hands in it right now. It, it started out, you know, when, when um, Zimmerman killed Trayvon. Okay, let's just put it and call it what it was. When he killed Trayvon. It started out in, in, in you know, in the in the right direction, but I think now it has veered a little bit, and the more, because you really don't hear anything about them. I mean, besides, like the girl said, if somebody gets, you know, is there a police shooting or something happening, then they show up, you see them. But after, the, after a couple of months or so, you don't hear anything else about them unless something else happens. So where are they? You know, you could always find a Black Panther somewhere and doing something. Oh, yeah. You understand? Oh, yeah. So, this, this you know, I asked the question in the beginning. You know, is the Lives Matter movement is it the, the modern day black new Black Panther Party? Uh, honestly, no. It has no. a long way to go to get there. It, it really does. Uh, they have too much, too many people involved right now outside of, of what they started out being. You know, especially when you get you have the likes of George Soros, the Ford Foundation. Uh, you know, it's it's how can I put it? It defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose. It really does. And of course, you know, anytime you try and protest peacefully, they're gonna pay these other folks to come in and um, <laughs> you know start some trouble so you can be given that that um. Uh, name that you number the bunch of rioters. Yeah. yeah, that that huh? negative light. They're gonna yeah, that negative light. Right. They're gonna see it. Yeah, they're gonna see it in agitators. Because if you if they right. dictate if they can't dig they hey, I'm giving you my money, this is what I need you to do. You know, like 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 we we were saying, you know, with the families of the young men, you know, that were shot and killed. If you're taking the money and we're going to give you this money and we just want you to go away and, and just go away, get get out the news, get off the TV, get off the media, just go away and shut up, you know, and, and, and that's all we want. We don't want mm-hmm. nothing else, you know, highlighted about this. But if you're taking their money, they get to dictate pace on how you do what you do and how you, you, exactly. you appear. But if you're not shaking their hand, if, 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 so to speak, if you're not in bed with them, you know, then they don't get to say. And then you dictate your own mm-hmm. pace. And you have your own bylaws, and you have your own ways of doing things. But when 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 you're in their pocket, you know, then they there still is a controlling factor, you know, to that. Regardless yes. of what they say, well, you know, we know you need to do this. Or if you do this, then or if you go there, then we're not going to fund it. So what are you going to do? Mm. You stuck because <laughs> they don't need their money. See, whereas mm-hmm. if you have your own, right. hey, it don't matter what you say. This is what we're doing. This is our platform. This is how we're going to do it. And as the Black Panthers made it abundantly clear, we don't need you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I, I was reading, and here's one that really caught my mind as far as their, one of their 10 point. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and read all, all, all um, 10 real fast of Black Panthers. I read number one, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We want full employment for our people. We want to end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. 
We want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present-day society. We want all black men to be exempt from military service. We're going to go back to that one because they got a point on that one. <clears throat> we want an immediate end to a murder of black people. Yeah, call it what it is. Um, number eight. <clears throat> yeah, number eight. We want freedom from, for all black men held in federal, state, and county and city prisons and jails. We want all black people who bought, brought to child to be tried in court by jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined for the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, I'm definitely going to get back to that one because we had something happen with that recently. <clears throat> we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. And as our major political objective, a United Nations supervised blessing to be held throughout the black colony in which only black colonial subjects will be allowed to participate for the purpose of determining the will of black people as to their national destiny. Now, <laughs> these last ones kind of kind of strong there, but see, oh, yeah. let's get back to um um number nine. We want all black people, when brought to trial, to be tried in court by jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. Now, there was recently a judge in Kentucky that was removed from the bench. Yes, he was. Because yes, he, was. He, was, he was telling, uh, dismissing juries because he said they were not um, representative. Uh, appropriate they were not representative. Right. Of, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, of the people, of uh, the black guys, you know, black um, defendants' defendant. peers. They were right. his peers. They were not. And then, you know, they actually had that man removed from the bench. Yes. Because he followed the Constitution. That's what the Constitution says. So he was following the Constitution. Right? Yes, he was. Um, yeah. Let's go to this one here real quick. We want all black men to be exempt from military service. Now, when I first looked at it, I was like, well, but. I had to think about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali said, I ain't going. They ain't did nothing to me. And this was during that same time. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. We will not fight and kill other people of color in the world who, like black people, are being victimized by the white racist government of America. We will protect ourselves from the force and violence of the racist police and the racist military by whatever means necessary. Now, you have to remember, when this one was done, you have to remember what was going on. Exactly. You had blacks going over there fighting in the Vietnam War, war. dying, coming back messed up, but they come back here. And they treat no like second-class citizens. Prime yeah. example, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. He went over and won all the races representing what? The United States of America. But you know when he came back to the United States, he still he had to go to a back door and restaurants to eat? Yep. So, you know, when you look at, at the, what they were asking during this time frame, it made sense. It made a whole lot of sense. You know, 
And honestly, if a lot of people were to really pay attention to what was going on, <laughs> going on today, a lot of this still holds true. It really does. It does. You know. It does. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'm looking at you know these the major headlines where you know North Korea does this, China does this, United States says you can't do this. Okay, but we the biggest bullies out there. We go and throw people out. We go and meddle in people's elections. We just threaten Sweden because Sweden say they're gonna sign an agreement with some other countries that say they they ban all nuclear weapons, and United States threatening them. You better not do it. Really? But we supposed to be the ones for peace, right? Right. So when you look at this, yeah, and you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, I I I know what they're trying to do, but they have a long ways to go. They really do. You know, because they, like I said before, they just have too many hands in their pot right now, and they don't have a definitive leadership group that has one set agenda to go by, unlike the the, the Panthers. That's just my opinion, of course. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, we got 10 minutes left, man. Wow, where did the time go? We got 10 minutes left, and, um, ah, wow. You know, and I want to... Um, yeah, you're right, Suzette. Suzette said people who returned from Vietnam was mostly all treated badly. Yeah, you're right. Heck, when I got back from Saudi, I got called a baby killer. Yeah, when I got finished going up the downside of her, though, she she wish she hadn't said that to me. But anyway, yeah, I'm not going to. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go somewhere to you. Had to come back. Yeah, had to come back. Come back. Um, come on back. Come on back. <laughs> um. But a lot of stuff we talked about today in the show, especially related to the Black Panthers, all right? It's on the show's website. It is ericlesstalk.com. It's there. I got videos up. I got the the, the, the 10, um, 10 point platform of the Black Panthers up and a, a couple other things. So check it out, man. I mean, it is some real interesting, and I'm going to put I'm actually going to put the video up there that shows that J. Edgar Hoover was a black man, okay, was a black man. You know, a lot of people thought he was white, but that kind of explains why his hatred so much for the black people were there, because he Mm -hmm. was mistreated so much as a child because of who he was that kind of fit into his psyche. You know, and there were some murders that were done to – Upheld, you know, his image as a white man. So, I mean, check it out, y'all. This is, I look, I, when I, I was sitting there with my mouth open looking at it, like, wow. You know, like I said, there's a book, J. Edgar Hoover, Passing for White by Millie McGee. Yeah, Millie McGee. Check it out, man. And it all started out with her asking her grandfather one question when she was a child. Is J. Edgar Hoover related to us? And her grandfather telling her, we don't talk about that. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, that's all I'm saying. But all right, we got seven minutes left. Um, We're going to get out of here on time today. Let y'all go and enjoy your, the rest of your holiday for those that celebrating. And uh, we'll be back here Friday. But, you know, we'll let y'all get your last words in real fast. Anybody got any last words? Oh, I see one hand up, so let me get them in here real fast. All right, uh, triple one, last words, real fast. 
But you got oh, you know what? I always suspected that when I saw pictures, even, even as a kid, that he was a mix. And another one, I, even as a kid, I said, that man looks black to me, and that's Eisenhower. I mean, they'd be interested to know his background. Because, I mean, it's, I, mean I remember mm-hmm. being 10 years old and thinking that. So I don't know. Mm, well, we have to find out. Let's dig I think there's been a lot of that. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of intermixing, you know what I'm saying, stemming course, from slavery and its after effects. So I wouldn't be surprised. Right. <laughs> right. And that's exactly, that is exactly um, Hoover's story, you know. That is, he was a part of, of a head as they call them back in the day, you know, where the white master when he slept with the black women. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he was a little bastard, as they say, and that's what he acted like. But, okay, thank you, Miss Lady, for calling in. Appreciate okay. it. You okay. have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your week. All right, P. Ross, you got anything for me before we get out of here? Well, yeah, you know, everything on this, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and you know, the the, the Panthers and, and then the white supremacists, you know, we, we, we see all this, but until we realize at the end of the day that it's really only one, one race and that's the human race, you know, it's always going to be this. We're fighting over foolishness as, as, as skin color and wanting to treat this person different from that person because they don't look like you. You know, there's always going to be wars. There's always going to be confrontations. There's always going to be differences until we realize there's only one creator. He created man in his image. That's what the word says. That we agree upon. But when we look in the mirror, we think that the image we see is the image that he is talking about. But he tells us there is no separation. There is no division. See, so then... Who are we? Who are we to say that, oh, yeah, we serve the almighty God? You really don't. You serve your own selfishness. You serve your own ideology. You serve what you think and who you think is right. And until we realize that, until we come to grips with that, there is always going to be wars and rumors of division. There's always going to be injustice. There is always going to be hatred. Because we make ourselves into being something that we are not, and that is God, and you're not. Once you realize that, you'll be all right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. You know, I concur. <laughs> I concur. All right, before we get up out of here, man, let me get my thanks out. Uh, let's see, 2847. 254, thank you for joining us today. 224-1193, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it, Miss Lady. Uh, Pianki, Suzette, good seeing you again. Glad you can hang out with us today. Guest 280, thank you for stopping by. Love it. Um, you know what? I don't have no 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 closing words today. Uh, if you want to hear what I got to say about it, go to the show's website. I'll, I'll post something there in a little bit. All right? But don't forget, stop by the show web the website. I mean, some good stuff in there. I'm going to put the story in there about Hoover being black uh, probably within the next 30 minutes. So make sure you stop by and check that out. That's ericlesstalk.com. All right? But it's going to do it for me. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive what's open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. 
right? If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. And remember, God loves you, no matter who you are, even you, Pianki. <laughs> All right? So we're going to get out of here with some James Brown saying loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Hey, I'll see y'all Friday, man. Enjoy your week. We out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.